everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lunnan. And this is Volume Up by the Teens. We're back. We're Better back. than ever. What a week. What a week it has been for hair and beauty, Kelly. Oh, I mean. Thank you, by the way. We needed it. <laughs> we did. I mean, we talked always. about how New York Fashion Week was kind of mm-hmm. meh. Yeah. And then we got the VMAs, which were not meh. And then the Met Gala, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. I love it. I loved mm-hmm. all of it. It was almost like we, well, we have been gone for a year. The Met Gala was going <laughs> to happen, but it seemed like longer than a year. And we were just craving some fashion, some style, some out there looks. We were all mm-hmm. there. Well, we got it. We wish we were there for it, but uh, <laughs> I didn't have 35 grand for the ticket. So no, no, about that. Um, yeah. yeah, but we will talk about it in a sec. So let's mm-hmm. go into last week's episode. Yeah. So on last week's episode, I talked with Amber Bird, a recent college graduate and college athlete. Uh, She invented and produced her first product, the Braid Aid, for her company, AB Glitz. The young entrepreneur launched her product this past week on the 13th um, and came on volume up to talk about the process of creating that during her college experience, which was so fun to learn about. So, I mean, it's been a minute since I've been in college. So mm-hmm. it was interesting <laughs> to see that now they've got some really cool like R&D labs, innovation centers where they're helping kind of budding entrepreneurs bring their, their idea to life. So if you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure that you subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volumeup at thetees.com. And this week, we spoke with Lita Fazal as part of our TikTok and the beauty industry series. Lita Fazal is a master colorist and owner of her own salon, Tone Hair Salon. I sat down with her to talk about her TikTok and how she sees the app affecting the industry. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. And if you're not following her now, you should probably go ahead and do that. By the end of the episode, you definitely will be following her. Just a prediction. But before we get there, we promised we would talk about it. So let's do it. We'll dive into the VMAs first, and then we'll talk about the Met Gala, which is, I'm sure, what everybody's here for. Uh, They're looking forward to your take, I'm sure, Kelly. I'm sure. What did you think of the VMAs? I mean, we talked a little bit about them not being terribly relevant to begin with, but there were some looks. There were some looks, for sure. And, you know, controversial as it may be, Megan Fox comes in barely dressed, I Barely. always love the wet hair look and mm-hmm. I think she's absolutely stunning. So mm-hmm. if there's someone who can pull it off, it's going to be her. It's going to be her. In Mugle yeah. official. We love, we love to see it. That was a unexpected Ooh. thing. Um, I mean, <laughs> not a musician, but there with Machine Gun Kelly. So good Question for her. Mark. Yeah. Question good. mark. Yeah. You know, uh, anybody also, else? Yes. Lil, if I will, Lil Nas X. I mean, Coming in hot with the look from head to toe to the, I don't know what you call that look, but it was, it was all put together. It was, I mean, it was Jerry curl mullet. It was Lil Kim nip slip situation. I mean, it was like all of the things like combined. Yes. Like all of the references. Uh, He's really like in this promo for his album and obviously the pregnancy stuff. He doesn't appear pregnant in this um, appearance at the VMAs. Just like just killing it. He is a marketing genius. Um, Not unlike Megan Fox. So, I mean, good. Good on that. What about a couple of other things? Uh, I mean, Megan Fox for me. 
um, for sure. I think Doja Cat kind of killed it with all of the, I mean, hosted. So uh, we expected costume and hair changes. Uh, She delivered. So we love to see that. But it was like a little bit of a teaser for what was to come the following night, which is the Met Gala. So what did you think about the Met Gala? You know, the Met Gala for me, like I said, totally waiting on pins and needles for it. I love to see it. I love to see who's coming around the corner what we're going to see next. So, you know, this year it was American independence and who do you think hit the theme and who did not? I mean, basically no one did, right? Like that was the whole like meme. People didn't understand the assignment. I think like people came for a Met Gala. Was it? Yeah. So no, um, I don't think most people did at all, but my favorite uh, and someone you've called out, we talked a little bit about this is Lord. I think Lord in Bodhi, hit exactly the theme it was like americana the crafts and arts and crafts movement like it just great uh and fit her vibe it was like the the marriage of all of what you want um didn't look put upon uh whereas others certainly came in their finery maybe not american design maybe not inspired by american design so that was a little bit confusing um what did you what did you think worked you know, I think it what worked, you, you mentioned Lord, so she's being noted as one that did close like follow the theme closer, right? Cracker Jack charms, pressed pennies. I mean, I'm sure a lot of craftsmanship and work went into that, no doubt. You know, this is probably gonna be controversial. I actually think that JLo uh was a favorite for me. And maybe it's just because of the luscious hair. I mean, she was in Ralph Lauren. I right. mean pretty Americana. Yep. So I don't know if it's necessary. With the cowboy <laughs> chapeau and the, yeah. I mean, she really, she, it was like the high low that like exactly Ralph Lauren, like she, she killed it. The yeah. hair was incredible. Like Chris Appleton, you know, come get your flowers. Always. Yeah. Uh, always. <laughs> there were a couple of others that like did. There were others though that didn't follow the theme at all, right. but they still looked incredible. So tell me a little bit about some of your faves that maybe didn't hit the theme, but just looked good. For me, if, I, if I'm going down the hair only route here on my faves, certainly there was a nod to the 70s. So Kiki Palmer was the host, um, Kilani, kind of a disco dream vibe. Uh, you know, I don't know if that hit the assignment as far as hair with the look and the future of American hair fashion design. Um, but I was interested to see that that theme really threaded throughout a lot of the looks. I'm fully with you, like nostalgia vibes all the way, lots of sort of 70s disco stuff that was happening. I mean, which makes sense, like the glitter sort of lends right. itself to it. Um, yeah, I got to say, we talked about Megan Fox for the VMAs. Yeah. I think Megan Fox looks great. Again, not sure that it hit the theme. Totally. She was kind of like Betty Page yeah. with the baby bangs, um, which is, you know, like a cool hair statement, but I think looked incredible. For me personally, though, Leon Bridges with the yes. like the blue suede fringe. I was all about that Ugh. look. He wore a hat so you couldn't really see what was going on with his hair, but he always does interesting things with his hair too. Yeah. Um, so that for me was another outstanding red, not red carpet, beige carpet, mm-hmm. little bland. But yeah, the Met Gala happened and we're glad that it Happens. did, damn it. The one thing outside of hair, fashion, beauty at the Met Gala, did you see some of the the viral snaps of the meal that they serve and people oh, were no. totally calling it out. It was like oh, no. a fancy little mushroom and a couple of veggies and they're like 35 K what? Uh, <laughs> so 
So nice. it's kind of fun to see the insider of it all, you know, and then you see all the people in the background that are just like dressed just for more of a red carpet kind of black tie event. And, you know, it's, it remains a bit of a mystery who gets invited, right? Anna. Famously, right? I mean, that yeah. whole Vogue team keeps the guest list under wraps. They have ultimate say as to who can come and go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, cool. it's interesting. I I hadn't thought about the food. Fashion's not known for food, as as you as you know. I don't that's think disappointing. they're coming for the meal, are they? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're coming for the the bathroom selfie. Um, yes. Although we didn't see any bathroom selfies this year, so mm-hmm. did it happen? We we don't know. It wasn't documented. All right, so we move on from the Met Gala. We've got a lot of other things to talk about. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week with so much happening and uncovering industry news, diving into the brands you don't know about but should. Here are some of our favorite headlines from the tease.com this week. I'm going to kick us off. Okay, I've got a pal over at Matrix, Michelle O'Connor, and had the opportunity to speak with her a little bit about this collection. And it's so interesting, just her expertise in textured hair, different curl patterns. And to me, what, what came from that meeting was there's a lot of similarities into everyone has a very, very unique curl pattern and texture, right? Um, kind of like we all have a unique and different blood type. And speaking of, I was like, what is my curl pattern? I actually don't know. And I'm guessing I'm a 2A. There's not much curl happening here. We know, Jeff, that you've got some curl once you <laughs> let those locks come out. Mm-hmm. So any idea what your curl pattern is? Uh, I don't know what it is based on Matrix's new situation i'll have to take a look mine's mine's fine and and loose but but they're there so there all right so check it out at the tease.com matrix new curl collection products are on shelf in salon centric also on their.com so head on over there to check it out Another new product that's just hit the shelves is versed's new out of sight dark spot gel which is great for combating hyperpigmentation so if that is something that you struggle with this is the product for you. Our article on the site is Combat Hyperpigmentation with Verst's new out-of-sight dark spot gel. You can't miss that. Basically, this guy is great for all sorts of dark spot issues, um, especially if you've struggled with acne or maskne, which I'm guilty of of late. This gel formula is full of skin-loving, safe ingredients that help fade dark spots and post-acne marts. It's got a ton of great stuff in its formulation, um, all of which are clean and safe, which is what we love about Burst in the first place. And as true with most of their products, uh, the packaging is made with post-consumer recycled plastic. Again, we love that about them. Um, And it features a precision applicator for easy use. Uh, So if, again, you struggle with those kinds of issues, and aren't we all in that boat right now? You should probably yeah. check this out. We swear by Versed. Check the tease.com for that and a million other stories about those products that we're all about. And I know that Verse is definitely on your vanity and you, mm-hmm. that you are a fan. So mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. that article. So up next, speaking, I'm a fan of some lashes over here myself. So our article titled, Our Editor Tried Ashley Kennedy's Luxury Lashes here's what happened, is over at thetease.com. And here's what I find interesting. So as I mentioned, I love lashes. I think the the bigger, the more 
volume, the better, right? And so anyone that's been on Zoom with me can maybe tell this. I kind of hope that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so when our editor said that she was trying Ashley Kennedy's lashes, I was very <laughs> interested. So what's cool about this is there's actually an adhesive pen that helps you apply the fall season just seconds. So I don't know if you've ever put on lashes, Jeff, but the struggle is real when you try to stick them on, adhere them. So our editor had a chance to try them out along with the adhesive pen, which I think is an amazing alternative. So check out the article on the tease.com and see what our editor had to say. Mm. Also on the site, we talked about New York Fashion Week being a little bit boring. Our editorial team really dove in to see what was happening in terms of hair. So go to the tease.com to see the most standout hairstyles from New York Fashion Week 2022. There's so much that's happening. Um, I was not really into a lot, which is what we talked about. So as we said, there's not a ton to write home about, uh, but there is some interesting stuff that happens. So the Kalina Estrada looks Mm -hmm. were a little bit funky, if you will. There were braids and beads at Moschino, which was pretty cool. Uh, We love the color story for that. Accessories, always a big deal. Uh, So we saw a lot of things at Alice and Olivia. Uh, Basically, go over to thetees.com, look for New York Fashion Week. We detailed sort of the best of, and that was hard to do because there was a lot of, as we talked about, Xingyangs and Mm -hmm. things that we've seen before. Uh, So thank you to the Tees team for getting this together. Uh, And let us know if you're going to try out any of these New York Fashion Week hair trends. I feel like, Kelly, you could pull off a few of them. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. (laughs) You should. You should. Definitely. Uh, As always, so much going on at thetees.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish the stories that salon pros and consumers care about. All right, next up, Lita Fazal. Again, part of our TikTok and the beauty industry series. Take it away, Jeff. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Volume Up Podcast. I am here with Lita Fazal, and we are going to talk about all things TikTok. Uh, She has made a huge presence there um, with all of the stuff that she's doing on the platform. We're going to talk about every aspect of it. Uh, Lita, thank you so much for your time. We are thrilled to be chatting with you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm honored. All right, let's dive in. How did you get started in the beauty industry? Um, So I actually got started 18 years ago. Um, I went to college first. I got a communications degree. I was going to do stuff with like um, a newscast or videography. I wanted to, I know I wanted to do like advertising, stuff like that. And literally I graduated um, and I had a friend who was going to hair school and I was like, you know what? Like I've always wanted to go to hair school. Like growing up, I always did my stepmother's hair and that was like a special bonding moment for us. And so I was like, I'm going to go to hair school. And if it doesn't work out, I still have my degree. Well, 18 years later, I'm still doing hair. And it's weird, though, because I feel like my worlds are colliding now because I've got my, you know, I did, I wanted to do something with videography and advertising. Mm-hmm. And, and now I've got the hair. So it's like combined. Oh, love that. That's, it's incredible when those things sort of come together in that way. It doesn't happen for everybody, but we're excited for you. Uh, and it sounds like you're in exactly the right spot. So let's talk a little bit about, I mean, again, 
been in hair for 18 years, no small feat. Congratulations. Um, you're also you. a salon owner. So talk to us about that process because not everybody goes the route of owning their own salon. Um, right. Some are perfectly happy to rent a chair, to join a team. Like these are things that are available to them. Um, so talk to us about the decision to open your own salon. So basically I was, I was fine by myself in a room for my, by myself for about I don't know, four years or so. Before that, I was in a commission salon. And the room that I was at, um, they the landlord wouldn't fix the air. And it was getting really, really hot. And it was really annoying. And I knew I was going to have to go to a different place. So um, I just happened to be taking out the trash one night. And I saw this little building. And it said it was for sale. And I was like, huh, I wonder if I can get this spot and turn it into a salon and it was a three-room um, office and I figured even if I don't hire anybody I can find by myself in here so um, then one thing led to another I ended up having a total of six chairs and it has been trial and error as a salon owner let me tell you it is not an easy task okay <laughs> everybody thinks it's glamorous and it's like it's I always tell my employees, like, I'm like, I may be your boss, but y'all are my boss. Like mm. I am working seven days a week, 24 hours a day for you guys. Like, and it's, it's more than just doing hair. It's the, all the social media, you know, mm-hmm. about 70% of our guests are coming from social. Wow. I mean, to your point, you talked about always sort of thinking that you were going to go into advertising and how it's all sort of coming together. It sounds like you're in the ideal spot. I mean, to your point, so much of the marketing effort for salons is in this digital social media space. Uh, So, you know, worth the investment, unfortunately. Uh, But to your point, like not for the the faint of heart. We know that it's a it's a full time job on top of your full time job. Not everybody has time Mm -hmm. for that. But when you can do it well. All the power to you. And in the spirit of doing things well, we are going to talk about TikTok because you're yes. killing it. Uh, so you. first of all, for our listeners who are not following you currently on TikTok, how can they find you? Okay, so um, my handle is Lita Fazal. So easy. It's my first name and last name. However, that just changed. It was a week ago. It was Tone Hair Salon for almost two years. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it for months, like, I feel like I needed it to be a little bit more personable and my name wasn't taken. I was like, I'm pretty lucky because my name is, it's not Melissa <laughs> James, you know, Johnson. It's, it's, a, it's a name nobody has. And so I was like, I'm going to go with just my name and it was available and I took it. Amazing. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about the content that you're building there. So again, this is for the listener who has no idea. There's also the listener who has every idea. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But for the summary, what are you bringing to the table? What are you building in terms of content? So I think of TikTok as like a mini YouTube, right? So people want to see, they want to see the before and they want to see that after. They want to see during, how did you get there? So it's not mm-hmm. just like, like on Instagram, you show your before picture, you show your after picture. And that's fine for Instagram. Yep. On If you do that on TikTok, it's quite a disappointment. People want to know, how did you do that? Give them a quick tip. Keep it under 30 seconds, though. And you can do it. I mean, you can take quick shots. You can edit within the app or you can edit outside of the app. Uh, but when you're just starting, I always suggest keep your videos under 30 seconds. Try to use um, trending music if you can. 
Um, make sure the lighting is great. That's really, really important. There are so many theories on the hashtags, but you know, in a nutshell, they tell you don't use more than four hashtags. Make sure at least two of them are relevant to what you're talking about. And maybe a couple of them are, you know, the popular hashtag. Love that crash course. I'm sure our listeners are going to appreciate that. Uh, How do you feel like TikTok has affected the industry? I mean, we talked about Instagram. Instagram was where everybody was for the longest time. To your point, the before and after, leaving it at that. TikTok has really upended everything. And there's Mm -hmm. demands of content creators. So you just mentioned needing to have that process, the pro tip, the quick tip. Um, how do you feel like uh, TikTok continues to impact uh, the salon professional and beauty industry? I mean, I, I think it's huge. If you don't have your TikTok account uh, already, go ahead and start it right now. And, you know, you never know what's going to go viral. Like that's, I, I I don't know if you gamble at all, but like if you ever, you were just in Vegas. So I, mean, I was. <laughs> um, I think of TikTok as a slot machine. So anybody has a chance to go viral. And I mean, it's, I, like I mentioned, 70% of our guests are coming from TikTok, Instagram, you know, Facebook, but a majority are from TikTok. So it's bringing business. And I think it's huge for hairstylists out there. And it's, it's a more personable platform. You know, people want to see the real you. Um, and it does, I've seen videos, not even high quality do really, really well. It's so important that you say that um, because a lot of people for the gram anyway are very sort of mindful of how is this going to look? Is this not that? Da, 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 da. Yeah. But to your point, like TikTok is so much more open to sort of discovering good content. So maybe it doesn't look incredibly sharp, but, you know, the tip there is what, you know, took off. And, and to your point, like totally like slots. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, love the sort of analogy there. What do you think the formula is for sort of, top performing content. We talked about some pro tips in terms of like getting started. Um, again, that hashtag debate, like how many should I, shouldn't I, all of that. But that aside, for a hairstylist that's maybe just getting started that wants to like build up their platform, um, what do you think uh, in your experience has, has been really successful? What do you suggest maybe that they, they start with? Um, well, for starters, make sure that you're shooting in portrait mode, you know, long ways, not sideways. Right. So sideways is good for Facebook and YouTube, but for TikTok, you have to shoot it portrait mode. So like I said, whether you're shooting this in TikTok or outside of the platform, just make sure it is portrait. Try to have your lighting as good as possible. Um, Voiceovers are great afterwards. So you don't, it's hard for, it's hard for hairstyles to not only do hair, but now we're making videos. So Mm -hmm. sometimes in a lot of my videos, I'm I'm having my assistant or I am literally having the phone right on my chest trying yep. to get a shot here, <laughs> but knowing that I can't really talk about it. So I go into an app. I love it. It's called InShot. And then I edit everything. Mm-hmm. And then I bring it onto TikTok and I do a voiceover. So I explain everything. So I feel like I think that's a really good starter for hairstyles is not to get too overwhelmed that, you know, that you have to exactly say everything as you're filming, knowing that you can go back in and you can do a voiceover and people love that. I think it, it shows your personality as well. I think so. I, I, I remember looking at that thinking, I don't know if there's, I don't think there's any downside of t- yet. I can't think of anything of how, unless you do really crappy hair. <laughs> 
then maybe you don't want to put your content on TikTok. Uh, that makes total sense. <laughs> but you know, your audience will see it and you'll, that's the other thing is you want to listen to the comments, you know, mm-hmm. like listen to them because 99% of what they're saying or wanting is what you should be producing. So if they're like, Ugh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Pump the brakes on that. Yeah, that makes, <laughs> that makes total sense. Uh, okay. Talk to us a little bit about the trending moments on TikTok that you are all about, because there's a lot of them that are not great for hair. Um, some people have taken it upon themselves to do the wolf cut, um, uh-huh. doing it themselves, which is maybe not the best idea. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. go to a pro for that. But but what are the the trends and, and things that you're really liking? Um, like as far as trends, are you talking about like like there's a few dancing trends? I will go never ahead. No, ever no, no. do. I, no, I you're never going to do it dancing. I, I cannot dance. I have tried. And again, I listen to the viewers. And when I see mm. that it's just not getting the views or the comments, I'm like, yeah, Lita's no longer dancing. That's just one thing. I Not even that like new one where you do this. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I don't have the coordination for it. I just, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to mess it up. And people yep. are going to be like, you did that wrong. And I'm like, yep. no, I'll pass on that. Now, that being said, one of my biggest most viral videos was I don't I don't know the combination of things of how it went so right but did you ever see the adult swim trend yes yep okay so I saw and I pay attention to this stuff the trending things Mm -hmm. so I was like oh that's really cool I bet I can take some red color because I was about to do my client I was about to put a red on her I was about I bet I can take it in a toner bottle and put as and I did and I also wrote, now this is where, like, I'm a terrible writer, not good at writing either, okay? And I wrote in my, um, you know, in the text, I wrote, age is just a number because she was 70. And you can do rose gold anytime you want because the, the trend was to give a positive message and then show off how you did the AS. Well, it went viral mostly because of these three things. First off, because it was red, People thought the head was scalped and it was just bleeding. Uh... The second thing was because I said age is just a number and people were like, well, blah, blah, blah. is not saying that in jail right now. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to think if there was like a third thing. I can't remember, but like it went mega, mega viral. Like everybody was duetting it. I was just like, oh my, for the wrong reasons. Oh, well, um, yeah. So I think it's like when you start to see a trend, definitely try to hop on it if you can. Um, Another huge tip about hairstyles and their TikTok is you have to keep it within niche. You have to. Mm -hmm. So everything I do, I try to make it hair related. So it doesn't matter like what the trend is. I'm going to make it hair related. Or if a brand is reaching out to me like Bojangles, Lull, it's a mattress company, these leggings by Halara now that I'm wearing. I mean, those have nothing to do with hair, okay? Nothing. But I'm here making videos to make it go with my niche of hair. So that's where the creative part has to come in. Um, now, that being said, last night, I did do a video. Um, I, did, I went, I had a really good Bloody Mary, and it was $138 yes. Bloody Mary. And I was Woo! like, ah, I got it. Yeah, I know. But let me tell you something. It had filet on it. It had grilled cheese on it. It had 
shrimp. It had a lobster tail. It had crab legs crawling out of it. Okay. Okay. All right. So it was worth every penny. And I was like, since I changed my name from Tone Hair Salon to Lita Mm -hmm. Fazal, I was like, you know what? I feel like this has kind of opened up the gates for me that I could maybe do a little bit more than just hair. So I posted it yesterday and actually did really, really well. Um, So I was like, okay, so that's good. I think that's something else that's new to me. So that's something else to consider when you're thinking about your name. A lot of people do like hair by, or, you know, I could have done like Lita Fazal stylist, or, you know, Mm -hmm. you can add in the hair somewhere in your name if you wanted to. Um, I think for right now it's working for me because so many people already knew who I was. Yep. Um, but I think for the new person, I would, pr- I mean, this is just coming to my head now. I would probably have some sort of like stylist, hairdresser, you know, hair, something in there instead of probably just your name. Makes total sense. And I'm sure our listeners are taking notes. And if you're not, <laughs> rewind it. Listen again. Uh, amazing, Lita. Okay, so we're almost wrapped. This is the part of the podcast where we ask for quick takes. These are the same questions that we are asking all of our guests. We have a lot of fun with them. Don't think about them for too long. Okay. First question, bar soap or body wash? Body wash. Ugh, love it. Um, <laughs> is there a specific kind of body wash that you're all about? I mean, I am a body wash person. We've had a few people that are very particular about bar soap. It's the environmentally friendly thing. I certainly realize that. I just can't do it. So body wash, anything in particular you're really into? I am the worst. Um, I literally get like the dove. I don't care. I order it on Amazon and get it in big tubs because I run through it so quickly. I was going (laughs) to see that's practical. That makes total sense. Uh, These are the things that real people do. Uh, So no worries all about it. Uh, So, I mean, you were building an empire in TikTok. So you maybe don't have a ton of free time, but a lot of us with this pandemic and all of the sort of weirdness that's going on have been streaming more than we you know, had been in the past. So is there something right now that you're streaming that you can't get enough of? Um, you know, believe it or not, I really don't watch TV a whole lot. There's one thing that I watch at night and it helps me go to bed and I watch friends. It's, a, okay. you know, friends. So you're that's, streaming that's, friends. <laughs> streaming friends. If that's a TV show that <laughs> you're asking me, then it's, yeah, that's, that's okay. it. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll allow it. Uh, amazing. Okay. So we talked about body wash. Forget about that for a minute. What is one product that you cannot live without right now? Um, probably my Chanel foundation. Okay. I am like anything in particular about it. I mean, that's a we love Chanel is incredible. And it covers blemishes. I have really dark circles under my eyes. So like I just I look like death without it. So it's just I know if I have a little bit, I can put it on and just feel like a fresh person again. I feel you. I feel like maybe I need to get some Chanel uh, foundation for my own uh, (laughs) terrible bags. Uh, Okay. What is some advice that you've got? I mean, you've already imparted so many gems, um, but quick hot take, somebody that wants to get to the top of the salon professional industry. So if they're a hairstylist, like what is it going to take for them to, to be sort of where you're at? Um, I mean, start that TikTok. Like it, social is everything. Social is everything. So, you know, I know a lot of hairstyles make excuses on, well, I don't have time to post. Uh-huh. I don't have time uh-huh. to do this. And like, yeah, you do actually make one post a day on Instagram, do a TikTok. You know, it is all about consistency. So if you make one and then you don't do anything for a week, you might as well have just thrown that away. 
It is all about consistency. So make a calendar or some sort of schedule that you can just post at least one thing to get the ball going for you. Love that. I mean, chunkable, easy. People can do that. Before we wrap, let's just lay it on out. Where can people find you on the social? Lay it out. All right. So on TikTok, I am Lita Fazal. Okay. On Instagram, I am Tone Hair Salon NC, but then also I have a, a personal account and that's Lita Fazal. So that's super easy. YouTube is just Tone Hair Salon and Facebook is a mess right now. Um, I think it's Tone Hair Salon NC could be Tone Hair Salon. My personal is Lita Tone Hair. Amazing. So any combo of Lita and yeah, Tone, look for it. You'll find it. I'm, I've got every confidence in our listeners. Ugh, Lita, this was an absolute blast. Thank you so much for your honesty. This was so fun. Uh, yeah, just come back literally anytime. We would love to have you again. This is Absolutely. A blast. It was a pleasure. I thank you so much for having me. Lita is so funny. Uh, I talked to it. I mean, when we were doing the interview, I said to her, like, I can't believe how honest you're being about TikTok. Um, There seems to be like not a lot of filter with her, which is probably part of her appeal. Um, Again, we said that if you weren't following her already, you would be by the end. I feel like you have to have, you know, clicked that you want to follow. Um, She's doing so much stuff Um, since the time that we've talked had a ton more views on her content uh, and just keeps churning it out. She's a factory. Um, In addition to being a really, really talented hair pro, which we love. So congrats to her. Hopefully you guys found some relevant tips to to building up your own TikTok. Um, She's got lots to say. Yeah, so thank you to Lita for, for chatting with us. Yeah, maybe we should have her back on again. What do you think? I think so. All right. So be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volumeup at thetees.com. Volume Up is a Tees Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey, Stephen Jodoran and Madeline Hickey. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode and Josh Landowski for editing so you can watch and listen on YouTube. 